0: and action your action all right (laughs) welcome (laughs) to the endless nameless podcast um the podcast where we're drinking a wine collection and um just screaming into microphones no we're
1: not going (laughs) to scream today we promise i'm Um, i'm iso and this is Lindsay,
0: and we're back again to drink a really cool bottle, that I'm excited to enjoy with you today um
1: yeah this goes this goes way back uh, we're we're talking about some ten year things right now, some twenty ten right now
0: yeah, so we um went with a straight up caduceus cellar wine um, uh two thousand ten.
1: Uh, this is the Nagual de la Paciencia, and this is a 100% Nebbiolo.
0: Wonderful, and um, so we're super excited to try this. Uh, figured it was um, appropriate since I think 2020 has taught us one thing: it's patience. patience. <laughs> so um, I don't think
1: just 2020, but if there's a year that is just a test of patience. Uh, we're all doing it at the same time.
0: Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, we thought this would be a good one to bust out. Um,
1: it's probably right about right to drink right now, and I'm eager to get into it, though I am going to say not it. Gonna okay, yeah, the I'm going to open it. I'm
0: going to open it. I'll take it, because I think you did it last time, I right? did do
1: it. It was really loud and Yeah, football. it was awesome. It was really funny. <laughs> So, um, um, I think that we have a pro in the house trying to open this this time. There's no wax tip on it. A- on it or anything but there is a slip for some reason of the knife on the corkscrew
0: that's all right. i got it i got it okay i got it right. so far no blood it's no okay. blood everybody here we go
1: um so we were trying to confirm which vineyard these grapes came from oh
0: yeah because we were okay so uh yeah i thought we'd throw a little more of the wine um some more wine uh, facts into the podcast and, like, maybe take some notes on things or whatever. So um, in that...
1: Because we're professionals.
0: In in the hunt to do that... Oh, you've got, um,
1: almost got that cork. Hold on.
0: Oh, oh son of a... Um, <laughs> broke the cork. I broke
1: the cork. Um,
0: in the hunt to do that, I... I, um, I found this under, like, a, a velvet, uh, is it, it's, it's the, uh, Velvet Slippers Club, that, like, their wine club, um, so, uh, we must have gotten this, either, like, they were offering brush. it, okay, I guess it's kind to fucking this cork in it, man, I don't know what
1: to- all the, all the greatest bottles that we open are definitely going to be just.: Oh yeah, it's right just going to go fork. in, so how we're, how we're just going to do this. Yep. So: um, yeah. Don't Anyways. pour that in your no, I just please.
0: <laughs> It's just like looking down the barrel a little good. Right. <laughs> and then lifting the
1: barrel higher and it's full of wine.
0: So like Lindsay, uh, oh man, it already, it smells great. Um, it's 100 percent nebbiolo. Wow, look at that color. It's really nice..
1: There'll be some cork in there as well. Uh, I don't think I have any cork chunks in mine. Oh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Wow. No, that's a bubble. I don't even have any cork in it.
0: Cheers. Cheers. It smells really beautiful. It's
1: super light and beautiful. It looks like a dainty little, like, stained glass window.
0: Oh, man. Perfect temperature right now. And it's so smooth. It's, I'm expecting like, I I don't even know what I was expecting. Maybe harder tannins, more acidity. I don't know, something on those. But it's just like this, it's beautiful. It's really, it's really nice.
1: Um. It's so, the color is so, you know, light and, and, uh. it's just a a pretty rosy kind of red to it and on the nose I almost like in my mind I was like okay I'm gonna be tasting like a nice aged scotch I need to sip this slowly it has such fullness on the on the nose of it it's very um oh see now now I'm getting more like piney kind of greens in it a little bit on the nose
0: I think it was the perfect time to drink this. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It's really good. Anyways, we were talking about how um, we couldn't figure out exactly the vineyards. researched it on the website. Everywhere we looked, it said it was from um, the Elefante thing, right?
1: It says Elefante, but then it also says Graham County on it. So
0: we don't know. But it's Arizona. It's beautiful. Nebbiolo. And... um, it's gorgeous. I actually uh you said an exotic bird that uh, named Nebbiolo. It was a Poor blue and Nebbiolo. gold. He used to pick the shit out of his feathers and um, was a very sweet bird and named him after that uh, wine varietal. So Nebbi, Nebbiolo. So um, cheers to that bird. He
1: loved hearing his name.
0: <laughs> He's not dead or anything. The bird's fine. It's just that I kind of I lost the birds in the breakup. So, um, so no more birds. But. Anyways, Caduceus um, is owned by Maynard James Keenan, who I'm sure you've heard us mention on previous podcasts or episodes on here. Um, uh, Caduceus, I believe, was established in 2004. 2004. um, And has been releasing wine from there since then. Um, Some of those first vintages, I believe, it's really hard to get your hands on. If you've got some, that's awesome. You should probably drink it.
1: New Mexico fruit, some? Um, some,
0: and then, yeah. Um, but then he had his stuff all out here, too. So, um, And I believe they're just strictly Arizona now. Everyone's got a chunk of land out here or a deal with somebody who's got land and growing really good great Everyone's
1: invested in Arizona, and it's beautiful.
0: So um, Caduceus, um, I, uh, we talked about uh, Jerome a lot. Uh, Caduceus's uh, winery or tasting room is located in Jerome, Arizona, um, the Pussy store is, uh, like a shop away from there on the same street. Really cool set there. That's where 48 Wine Works Tasting Room is. Um, but I know we talked about it all in our wedding episode.
1: Oh yeah, we did because we like lived in Jerome. Yeah. <laughs> leading up to our wedding pretty much. We and were... then the night after our wedding. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And then ever since then, like we were, we continued visiting for Just a really long Jerome time. Just in Jerome a
1: couple weeks ago.
0: Yeah. You heard my, that episode. I
1: had my Nike pics ch- taken there.
0: So, um
1: seems appropriate.
0: So uh yeah, Jerome and uh out there they have the Merkin Osteria and then they have the Merkin Pizza Wagon and they have and their you gelato can find the gelato
1: wagon. Merkin Pizza Wagon wherever. I don't know if it's been traveling around in this the day of COVID, but uh it's definitely around out and about up in the Birdie. Yeah, you
0: can definitely uh find it. So um so obviously being um Part or like I don't know, um, uh, drinkers, enthusiasts in the Arizona wine industry. Silent partners. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It like uh, we the first time we ended up having an encounter personally with Maynard was through um, F and B, which Which you've heard us talk about before. Yeah, you have heard us talk a lot about before. So they had. uh winemaker series uh every year and they would do like a month-long thing every week it'd be a different winemaker and food
1: and this and was in the beginning they were doing luncheons which is really nice was it lunch first or was it dinner no, first? it was dinner first. it was then dinner they started, first started doing lunches then it was luncheon so yeah we got the primo primo
0: so it, <laughs> so that was our first time like personally seeing him um I believe we um ended up being seated at a table literally, like, right across from him Oh, and his, yeah, that, w- his that table was
1: picked for us, our good old table that we always sat at.
0: Yeah, um, his wife, uh, Jen, was pregnant at the time, and um, they were at, like, a four-top with two other people. It was a very interesting encounter just because um, you just heard people talk a lot about how uh, Maynard obviously, like... Um,
1: Uh, don't be a tool fan that walks (laughs) up to Maynard at a wine event okay (laughs) it's just
0: being respectful of like uh yeah his his life and his privacy and his boundaries and stuff like involved with the Arizona wine scene it's really like staying on topic of that he's not gonna if you saw him at a wine event he's not gonna sit there and talk about tool with you kind of there's just an understanding of like like he's not being an asshole. He's just like watching out for the people. You know, it's not, it's not anything really personal. Which I wouldn't take it as personal. I'd understand if you're like a famous rock star making wine out in Arizona country and you take yourself to these events where the public can be there. It's kind of you know. So I mean, yeah, we you had- want
1: people there that are there for what it's intended for, not to create some kind of a scene or a circus. Yeah.
0: So. um, so that was our which first... I think
1: he's definitely demonstrated sometimes with his behavior in public. Yeah, the first time that we saw him, there was a couple that was sitting right smack in front of him while he was speaking at the uh, the front of the room. At well, the front of the room. What direction is the room? Like the... Anyways, speaking over near the kitchen at F and B, uh, and the woman in this couple had taken her cell phone out and was just blatantly sitting right in front of him and just filming him talk. And he's always just such a classy guy, you know? He acknowledged it. He shut it down. He didn't skip a beat, and he kept talking. He just put his hand out because she was literally arm's length away, grabbed the top of her phone, and pushed it back down. (laughs) She took the hint, fortunately. But I was just, I thought that that was was a very smooth move and very appropriate, too. That was not not a good look for that girl.
0: (laughs) So... Yeah, so that was lessons learned from just whatever. But not that that was the reason we were there. I was We were obviously very interested in the wines. I mean, we used um, Arizona Stronghold, which at the time he was associated with when we did our wedding and stuff. So we were very much already like into what was going on and just getting ourselves going and finding out that we were really into it. So it was just kind of just thinking like, well, that's the extent of it. It's never going to be... <laughs> More than that, and...
1: um, But these events, they just, like, they seemed so intimate. They were so small, Um, and you just, you got so much of the heart and the passion and the why and, you know, the history of, you know, not having wine here in Arizona, and then it just popping up and being things that, stuff that was, like, blowing people's minds. Yeah. It's just, it it feels like a special event. It just doesn't feel like something you record.
0: (laughs) Truth. (laughs) Yeah, no, and especially with the food at FMB, like it's 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 phenomenal pairings. Those are some of the best like um, events, like food and beverage events that we've ever been to. They're yeah, just we paired so well. And can't the food promote it is enough. So if you good.
1: haven't been there, please. They're open. They have outdoor seating. They have takeout. Go get oh, get you some.
0: And in fact, they're actually doing a a winemaker's luncheon like. Pandemic times, social distancing, very like exclusive and limited seating. I believe it's seventy-five dollars a person, and that's that That is December fifth, and that's with um, Kent and Lisa Calligan from Calligan Vineyards, and they'll be out there um, doing that. It's been a while since they've done that, so hopefully it's successful, and then they do um, some more. And they usually feature like some of the best um, Arizona wines. So those are events that you definitely want to check out if you're wanting to get out during these times if not no worries there will be more in the future so don't sweat it
1: also believe it or not they're not sponsoring us even though we're <laughs> we're just such big promoters no we're just
0: yeah we yeah just yeah really into it just
1: fyi that's all 100 percent genuine um <laughs> so then yeah. i think
0: we've talked about like um running into maynard then out at like um the kindred dinner and things like that it was wine tasting events and stuff and um um, uh
1: in January, uh you you scored a couple of cans of sparkling pink from Maynard.
0: Yeah. So then so then fast forward to years later and this <laughs> is now how it is. Um <clears throat> after like working in the wine industry and just and in the and obviously food and stuff and um my association with like really great restaurants and chefs and bakers and things like that. It was just um I felt like I gained a reputation of no bullshit. I'm not here to be like some stupid, dumb fan. I'm here like of a band. I'm here to like, I'm really interested in the um, community and farming and like making wine in um, the restaurant business, hospitality and stuff like that. And these people were thriving in it. And I really wanted to just like be in it. I immersed myself in it and it was great. And that eventually led to um, like... Maynard being chill enough that then it's I see him at a wine event in January and uh yeah we talked about how Dos Cabezas cans of pink are like amazing to have and uh there's an auction at this event at the farm at South Mountain every year. I got to be the
1: can runner. Lindsay was the can runner
0: and I was there just attending. Anybody who
1: won an auction um with their bid got a got a can of pink with their signature on their auction paperwork. So then like
0: Maynard wins one. He's drinking one, whatever, and then he like he we bullshit a little bit while he's sitting there and um, winning stuff or whatever, and then eventually he's getting up to like go, and he just like hands me the can of pink. Then he hands me the no, one he that he
1: kept was... winning auctions. He bid on several because I definitely delivered well, then he... like a handful of cans to him.
0: So then he handed me a can of pink, and then uh, one of the ones that he had even opened. And I was like, this is just crazy. Like this is nuts. This is not my life anymore. But
1: um, so, wait a minute. Hold up. Hold up. My murder Reno instincts are going up. So, you had Maynard's DNA. You could uh, check to see if he was a murderer or I, something. I'm kidding.
0: I'm kidding. Not I'm one not of those. But I was just like, I think I was pace. more freaking out than I'm like, I'm I just, just got like two free to... cans of pink. <laughs> like, I just got, these are like $14 cans. Like, I just got two free ones. And then not only that, the like bonus was Maynard James Keenan handed them to me. But that was really cool because... That felt really good because at that event, I actually ran into him at like a little one of the booths where they were dishing out the wine or whatever. and ran into each other and just um, our usual bullshit, him like being like, oh, you, you're cut off, this and that. ha oh, how, how funny, dude. And then we were talking. Didn't Same he hair.
1: cut you off at a brunch we were at in Conwood where he happened to be there? And he told at the Crema, waitress, uh, yeah. Like we just walked in the door. <laughs> yeah, like that a one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> So, Lindsay's parents come into town from New York, and we, um, we took him up to Jerome, and I think we, like, stayed a night up there or something, right? Because we were there for breakfast, yeah, unless we, we left early breakfast. or something. Maybe we
1: left
0: early. Um, and so, we went out to um, a, a breakfast spot, and we get seated, and, and Lindsay's like, no shit, dude, get, look who's over there. And I was like, oh, it's Maynard. Oh, great. And Lindsay's like, all right, I'm going to go to the bathroom, and I'm going to come back. So I'm just sitting there and like, okay, and it's me and Lindsay's parents, and the um, the server comes over and asks us if we would like anything to drink, and I was like, <laughs> I was asking about cocktails or something, oh, one
1: of those bacon and I'm of fashion.
0: I'm looking at the menu as I'm talking, and then he was like, interrupts me, is like, oh, I, I'm sorry, I I can't serve you anything, and I was like, fucking confused. And then he, like, motions to, the he, like, points behind him, and he's like, the gentleman over there says, <laughs> I can't serve you, and I look behind, like, I just lean over, and I look behind this waiter, and Maynard leans over, and he's just, like, mouthing, like, nope, you're, like, cut off, <laughs> like, and he's, like, you know, doing, like, the cutthroat thing, and I was just like, aha, huh. well, I guess I'm not drinking anything today, and, um, And then it was really cool. That was when I walked. That was right before. So it's safe
1: to say that Maynard's seen you at a festival or two. Yeah, he's seen me at a lot
0: of spots. And that was really cool. like, no,
1: don't even. Mm -mm." He was about
0: to open uh, the Osteria, and he was telling (laughs) us all about it. And we were getting, like, the inside scoop on that. And that was really cool. So, um, so yeah, it's just been over, like, I mean, the past decade and just, like, kind of having the same homies and stuff. It's been really cool. Um, Can you do me a favor? What? with this yeah
1: is it good I'm just um you know like I got these pepperoncinis just because I don't know instead of olives I just we're just having a little nosh with this you know instead of olives they were just calling to me and you know there's such an Italian pepper and the Nebbiolo with it and it's spicy but it's like tasty and this is like nice and aged and smooth with it oh wow
0: (laughs) and that goes really well with that cheese Mm-hmm. It's really good. It We're goes also with everything having on the some plate. aged
1: cheddar with this I mean, like classic, basic bitches over here. Um, no, but
0: you go with like the spice from the pepper, and that goes great with it. It doesn't like there's no like attack on your like mouth. You can taste both the things, and then with all that, of the things. Just, and just with the cheese, it just like blends very well together. But it doesn't like throw, like, the fat in your face or anything like that. It's very <laughs> nice. to and...
1: throw the fat in your face. Ayo. But... <laughs> I'm just picturing, like, a science experiment, vat of fat. Mm. Oh, that sounds terrible.
0: So, um, mm. so then, like, what should we say about, like, other stuff about caduceus and, like, our homies? Caduceus?
1: Or... Well, I don't know. I've been patiently waiting to talk about patience.
0: Oh. Let's talk about patience, then.
1: Well... I have to say one of the things that I'm being patient about right here and now in this very moment. Now that I'm not being patient, waiting to talk about patience. (laughs) So I am patiently waiting. Um, I was gonna be a chicken mom. I don't think that I'm going to be a chicken mom anymore right now. Um, My chickens fell through. I guess that happens. You count your chickens. Why did all the chickens die? Um, I guess a lot of them got eaten by dogs they have puppies <laughs> who eat chicks i guess so um yeah so i don't know if not those be... dogs
0: that scream all day barking at the fence like unless maniac. Those, unless
1: those chicks went out to a different yard i don't understand why they would i mean that house is on the corner like they have to come through me to get to someplace safe and why wouldn't they just did come they running to that? mommy you know did
0: mm. they come over to tell you that or no
1: uh, yeah, I caught him on a dog walk again recently, so but that's not why I decided that I'm going to get another dog, but I'm also like waiting to meet my new dog right now. Uh, I did kind of get to meet her uh if it works out, um also, I'd like to pet her more. She kind of had poop on her. um She was a stray that was just taken in like right away, <laughs> like the day before or something at the pound, so I have to wait until like Tuesday but I'm just being patient. I really had my hopes up though when I went yesterday to the shelter because I was prepared to come home with a dog, I felt like I was like dog nesting in the morning, I like made sure that I left with a leash just in case, Um, I had a conversation with each of the dogs that I have now, (laughs) like separately I told them And I was convinced that I was going to come home with a brother for them, so I talked to them about it. And uh, none of the brother dogs that I looked at online were quite the right fit or, you know, available still, unfortunately. And damn, didn't I just, like, this cute little giant big white Great Dane mix, (laughs) like, might be coming home to live with my Chihuahua and my Wire Fox Terrier this week. That's awesome. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to be patient, but I'm pretty excited about that. That's good. Yeah, that's my current patience. <laughs> What's your current patience?
0: Um, I don't know.
1: You're not eagerly awaiting anything on Tuesday.
0: Um, no. <laughs> I don't think waiting Fuck for you. your birthday is a practice of patience. <laughs> um, no. I yeah. No. I'm. Am I being patient about anything, Carrie? Did you want to go
1: to f Wait, yeah.
0: Been... Are, what are you talking about? Are you,
1: are you patiently
0: awaiting it? I mean, yeah, but I mean, like, it's going to happen. I don't have to, like... Oh, I mean, I guess I'm patiently waiting for that.
1: Yeah, these are... These are soft I can get impatient real quick if we want to change the
0: mood. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, yeah, I guess I'm patiently awaiting turning 39 years old and enjoying F&B for my birthday again this year because it's awesome and then in February that means I think it's seven years of F&B that we've been going there
1: yep. And that's yep fucking nuts we used to legit go out to dinner for an F&B story <laughs> we'd ask for like the, <laughs> same, the same table the same as the first time that we went there
0: <laughs> yeah well that that table ended up like being our table it was just like probably they seated us there
1: did you they ask? sat oh, yeah, us you can, there every time. You can't time. even ask for your table because it's all outside Yeah, now. it's all outside. My hmm. table.
0: Is it my table now, then?
1: Well, I won't be there. <laughs> oh, is that why you're not going? That's why, like, the world concocted this so that it, <laughs> you don't have to sit at our table without me. Yeah, pretty much it does. I feel it. like you have, though. Mm-mm. No? Okay. Never have. All right. Interesting. I didn't know that. Me neither. I haven't done it.
0: Nope, I couldn't do it. Uh So, But yeah.
1: Um. Um, Also, uh, so the name of this wine, Nagual de la Paciencia. So it's about patience, but also the patience of a jaguar, I suppose. And it's... It's it's National
0: Jaguar Day. It totally, like... We're, like, looking into this... The name of the wine and stuff like that. You comes had jaguar comes across this. On the brain. I already had, yeah, that on the brain, and I didn't even think about it. And and then I was like, well, this is perfect, then. So, so and, and I'm and
1: more specifically a shapeshifter, a human that can shapeshift into a jaguar, which is pretty awesome. It's pretty great. And I think that it's actually an excellent um, description. Maybe I was thinking it was an oxymoron, but I guess maybe it is like very valid for patients. Um, to think about a jaguar just sitting and waiting to pounce.
0: Yeah, pouncing. Let's oh patience. Let's just talk about something that'll be fun to talk about. Oh shit! I don't think anything wine related. Has to do that. <laughs> We've already talked about it. I just think it'd be fun to talk about it on the podcast. Is um, a real just quick um, about how we watched uh, "I'll Be Gone in the Dark." So. Oh, my Um, God. This is like, well, here. I did finish it last night. We can talk a little more about, I guess, like, uh, My Favorite Murder was a part of our relationship because you were working from home remotely and you were listening to podcasts and you were just.
1: And I got in on the ground floor. You you did. You were listening. I was like, fucking A. Has anyone else listen to this shit right here? (laughs) Yeah. You were
0: always listening to something new. Like, every day, Lindsay would have something new to tell me about. Um, something she listened to and shit to check out and that one my favorite murder from the get-go because she's like oh man remember drunk history with so-and-so and and the other person must be a writer for something and she's telling me and just like every week she keeps telling me about it and then I finally listened oh, to it, it and I'm just like I
1: think was the first one you listened to finally the one with the the chick on the boat with the cap the sea guy that they hired that killed the whole family I M- Basically maybe, to collect the insurance for his wife. I
0: feel like you were playing it in the background and I was like, what the hell am I listening to? Which seemed to be the reaction of everyone else that I played it for um, when I went and ventured out after I was like, okay, I'm a believer now, Lindsay, like, holy shit. Because and then, one second
1: they're talking about DNA results and it sounds all serious and then you walk out and you walk back in and everyone's laughing and having a good time. Yeah,
0: it's it was just interesting and it was fun and so... You know, I mean, obviously, everyone and their mom's a mm-hmm. true crime and all that stuff. I think it's really more of just, like, what we grew up on, like, digging unsolved mysteries and shit like that. And watching mm-hmm. Rescue 911 and um, Cops and, and Most Wanted and all that stuff. You grow up watching that. No wonder you're murderinos. So, mm-hmm. um, so anyways, um, but, like, through that, it was kind of, like, finding out about Michelle McNamara and... The um, Golden State Killer and things like blog, that. And her blog.
1: She was a really prolific crime writer blog person.
0: And uh, and she was uh, married to Patton Oswald And so Karen Kilgareth, one of the um, podcasters on My Favorite... I don't even have to say their names. Everyone knows who the fuck they are. Um, was, it, like, I, a comedian, mm-hmm. so knew Patton, but wasn't, like, super close with Michelle, but, knew a, like, they knew each other and talked about, like, crime Hold stuff up for
1: just one second i'm sorry that combo that i just had of with this wine and the aged cheddar and oh. the, the sun-dried tomato hummus oh. and that everything cracker oh it tasted like a combos like exactly like a combo <laughs> but like a gourmet one a little bit <laughs> a bougie sorry. combos oh yeah it's so good so i recommend all of that in that combination okay you i'm gonna get do it you know, now like 2010
0: <laughs> Okay. na
1: de la paciencia to go with it okay go on yes we're talking i'm about, about, about to shove
0: party. this in my mouth you, okay. you should talk about it now though
1: oh okay so well i mean one of the cases they definitely talked about uh, michelle mcnamara's blog and about the golden state killer although i don't think they've actually they have definitely referenced they haven't dedicated i don't think a show to it because like this guy he fucking did, like, 50 rapes and murders over, like, more than a decade. He's a fucking 50 rapes and, like,
0: 10 murders or some shit like that. Yeah, Fucking like, nuts.
1: A lot of fucking crimes. Also, like, terrorized people being, like, ransacking their homes and shit before any, like you know, bodily harm or injury came to anybody or, you know, just fucking mentally with people for so long.
0: Holy hell, I need to interrupt you. That was a good combo.
1: Didn't it? <laughs> no, like, it tastes like a combo. It's like a pizza exactly. cheese and then, pizza combo.
0: And then my really nice aged, like, <laughs> wine. It was really good. Sorry.
1: <laughs> but, yes, that combo was the combo. The combo of the combos was really
0: <laughs> combo-tastic. Um... But anyways, so, I guess, what happened was Michelle McNamara started writing a book about uh, the Golden State Killer. She ended up passing away before finishing it. i <laughs> so um, close to the end. And that. then, like, but people working... She couldn't
1: finish it because at the same time she was so obsessed with solving it, which I fully believe she contributed to. Yeah.
0: Um... Uh so any but uh people that were helping her out on the case uh helped finish the book, like Patton had parts to do with it, anyways, the book came out um, and then I think it was within months they
1: it was within six months for sure.
0: they caught the guy. it's insane, and then so
1: fucking caught him with fucking familial DNA, they oh, built man. back that fucking family tree it's nuts. Fucking- found him you can't hide anymore
0: <laughs> so Beautiful.
1: um anyways uh hbo
0: did um like a docu-series on it and they really it got released a few months ago i just started watch oh started watching it a few days ago and binged it within like 24 hours with my partner and then we're like, like I, we had the book already. I, like, we didn't read I, the book. And... I knew
1: about the show, but honestly, I thought, like, or I read the book. Like, I hate it when you watch something and it's just exactly what you read if you do the book and the movie, you know? Uh, but this definitely was not the case because it was so much about, like, obviously the completion of that book and the investigation and the commitment and really the... The amount of time that Michelle McNamara took away from herself to dedicate to this book and this crime and this investigation is, that's the story.
0: Not only that, giving like the survivors a place to talk. um, It was like a whole way of them like eventually networking. It's like this really beautiful... Think all these lives were affected, and, and it's really this great. It's gonna win awards. I told Carrie that from it like the second does. episode. I'm like, this is gonna like the way it's filmed. We were checking our fucking doors extra. I was freaking out on every small sound because this guy was a fucking creep. But anyways, it was just a really good thing to <laughs> For watch. If fucking you real,
1: right? Like every sound. Like I did not sleep well the other night. That was even before I started watching the series. <laughs>
0: It was, we could, and then, like, not only that, it was, like, the emotion, like, after we watched it, we felt, like, drained. Like, we were exhausted because we'd been, like, crying, and then, like, your heart rate goes up, and then you're, like, oh, my God, are they going to find him? And then you're, like, hearing these survivors' stories of what happened, and it's, it's nuts. And then when Michelle passes away, and then Patton and their daughter, and just things, and it's... It's really, it gets you on all the levels and it's really good. So I don't know. I just wanted to talk about that for a minute just because it was probably something that had the most profound, but like, but Michelle's patience with that. She had to be so patient. But that's, that's
1: the thing though. That's the thing that's sad on the topic of patience around this because like she couldn't be patient. She, she really, she had so much pressure on herself to try to, to move forward to kind of come to some sort of resolution without having the resolution that she so desperately wanted. She wasn't sleeping. She was medicating herself to be able to get through. She was granted access to so much investigative material to go through. And it's just, it's so sad that, you know, she was so obsessed with this. And if she had been able to maybe just slow down... Perhaps, and to give herself a break and allow her to discover what she needed to discover, and for the investigation to be moving forward with all of the attention that she was bringing to it. Anyway, it's just so. I thought sad. it
0: was, but it was. I thought a great way to honor someone's memory and the hard work that everyone put into Absolutely. it. Did because they talked to everyone, like a lot of people involved. And it's really amazing how not just Michelle, but all these people were involved, and will now like forever be changed by what happened from this case. Like I said, it's gonna win Nord, and this guy's gonna rot in jail, and that's a good fucking feeling. So that's like a good thing.
1: <laughs> I love talking about assholes rotting in jail. I know. It's just too bad that he's an old man for it.
0: Yeah, like, he's just literally gonna, he, he committed
1: just his doll, last right? crime. 34 years ago.
0: 1986,
1: right? Yep. Yeah. 34 fucking cat. years ago that he... But he's had to live with it every single fucking day. Yeah. Unless he's a true psychopath, but I haven't really heard that as a formal situation that's made it out there.
0: So I wonder what kind of line pairs well with watching that docu-series.
1: Naguel, De would
0: This would be good.
1: I mean... This
0: would probably be really good.
1: Also, actually. I mean, it, I did cry. Did you? <laughs> yeah, I sure Yeah, I told did. you. Um, but you, I mean, you get several hours in before it really, really makes you cry, I think.
0: I have pepper in my mouth. I
1: <laughs> So I think that uh, just honestly, like, looking into the wine that we decided to drink today and just thinking about patience and... Thinking about it in that context, it's just, we know that we have to be patient during these times because it's just like, we don't know what the fuck is going to happen. Everything is weird and different and just, I don't want it to be like this anymore. Like, neither do I, but like, we just have to be fucking patient. And it also makes you think about your interactions and your relationships with other people. Like, for sure, how much patience is too much patience? How much patience (gasps) is not enough patience? Patience.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Oh, I just thought of another thing. My fucking plants. That makes me have to be patient. I have to be patient. Fuck with those little babies.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: So I got into, I don't know if I've even talked about it on the podcast. I know I talked about it on my other podcast. I'm not dead yet podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, that was a really good voiceover. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like uh, during this whole pandemic thing, I mean, I think everyone's what? Sewing, making bread, and has plants now.
1: I think and plants is what has stayed. Yeah, I think yeah. No that's, one's making bread. Yeah, anymore.
0: everyone's done with their sourdough fucking starters thing. Everyone's
1: on. like, I'm roasting a turkey, and everyone's coming over.
0: Um, so I don't know. I think the like working with the plants a lot has taught me patience. I talk about how it, like it's been like almost like a meditation. When I go out there with my plants and I deal with them and they need their sunlight and they need to be watered, and they need to be cared for. And I play music for them and I just take my time and then I just watch them grow and the rewards are watching them grow. And my voice is getting higher because I love my little babies. Anyways, <clears throat> I love my plants and I feel like that's been a nice like... um uh, practice and patience then because then I get to like the reward is like they grow they flourish they bloom they like change there's more of them like it's really nice I don't know mm-hmm. Carrie's helped make like the house like feel more alive and dead that it did for the past couple of years so um but I've kind of taken over like the gardening stuff just because it was so nice mm-hmm. I just sit out there with a beer and play with my plants <laughs> talk Do to you-
1: do you think that you have more patience than you did say 3 or 4 years ago? <sighs>
0: um, I don't know.
1: That's it. I don't, I think maybe like
0: <laughs> I think maybe like the range or like the threshold of it maybe has changed or shifted or like in different parts I can be more patient than other parts. I think I'm like I'm trying to figure that out more i'm trying to be i'm bad at it i'm a i'm i'm an asshole i'm i'm a jerk i'm a, i'm a reactive person so that's hard so when yeah, practicing patient for patience you're and you're that's yes yeah, that's, that's a doozy so i'm i'm trying i've been practicing but then sometimes you worry that you're practicing so much that then when you aren't patient, then you just blow up too much. And then you're like, oh, shit. Went back to dickhead mode. King of the dicks. And so, yeah. But I'm, I'm trying. At least I'm recognizing it. I'm trying to communicate that I'm trying and I'm trying and I'm trying. So, but. Hey, hey Carrie, do you think I'm being patient?
1: I mean, I don't know. I think I was too patient before. <laughs>
0: you were too patient with my, yeah, you were. Mm-hmm. Your sweet soul. Well, sorry guys. Sorry everyone. I hurt without with my patience breaking abilities. What did I do? Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you okay?
1: Yeah, I'm great. That's
0: great. Because you're gonna get a puppy. You're gonna get a dog.
1: I'm being patient, waiting for a dog. i have yeah. been patient. Wait, for the so rest have
0: we talked about names? You could do like a varietal too. Ooh. Oh, I don't,
1: I don't know. I it is interesting. I've been thinking a lot about butterscotch because it didn't uh. just pop into my head, and then Carrie randomly said butterscotch, and then you know. Um, oh
0: my god! That'd be so cute. I've been
1: thinking about that. Also, considering uh, over my birthday weekend when we stayed in that cabin. And I thought we were all joking about having a ghost named Margaret um, that Aww. I didn't realize there was really a ghost named Margaret. And I'm like, this dog is a big, white, Great Dane mix. So I'm like, maybe her name is Margaret. Mm-hmm. <laughs> large, large. <laughs> and I wasn't expecting, like, I, to- I told the dogs I was going to bring home you know, a brother. Um and I came home and I was like, I don't have a brother, but oh, I imagine might have devastated a sister for the, you. the look on their faces
0: would have been if she brought home a girl. Well no like, but the thing is
1: also like I don't Probably really know her, her personality and like she hasn't really talked to me yet, so I don't know what her gender expression is. <laughs> oh. I know what her um assigned gender is. Heard. Mm-hmm. And they're gonna fix her. They say she's broke.
0: I was just talking to Carrie about how I don't say that.
1: Well, that's what they said it's they were horrible. Do. I know, I know. It sounds terrible. That is so bad. And they're like, we only fix them on Mondays, Wednesdays, oh, and Fridays, my God.
0: right? And I'm sitting there telling Carrie, and she's like, I guess I never thought about it. And I'm repeating it to her over <laughs> and over. She's like, oh, that just, yeah, the more you say it, it's like the worst. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. It's worse. worst. Like, there's something broken. Mm hmm. Anyways, so... Um,
1: Wait, what do they call it when they fix a person? Other than eugenics.
0: Oh. Mm-hmm. I don't mean, know. Is this a joke? Hmm. How fixed is the person?
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> also, can we just... I'm condoning eugenics, by the way. I just want to be clear on where I stand on eugenics. Okay. Okay.
0: Lindsay's clear about that. Did everybody hear I'm that? I am. Did all of you five <laughs> listeners hear that?
1: <laughs> also, speaking of our five listeners... I often wonder if our listeners have any questions for us.
0: I don't think they do.
1: Well if they do they should hit us. They're off. like
0: could you talk about other shit?
1: <laughs> yeah, if there's other shit you'd like for us to talk about then we're happy to do that too I'm
0: trying to think of like other Maynard stories or caduceus stuff. I mean we have a lot of cool friends that we met through like Caduceus and Eight, and I believe we mentioned them. Um like on the kindred podcast and stuff. So
1: what our friend Jason that we took to his first roller derby bout.
0: Oh we oh my gosh, we didn't we've just <laughs> talked about F and B and Caduceus and we didn't talk about this. Did we, have we mentioned this?
1: We talked about Rabbit Island before. Is that what you're talking about?
0: Did we? Mm-hmm. Did we talk about being on the plane and everything and meeting? Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We talked about the plane for sure.
0: Alright, um, well I guess there's nothing to talk about then. No um...
1: <laughs> That's not true. <laughs>
0: I don't know. What else is there
1: then? What about uh, Maynard and Caduceus?
0: Or just anything wine related? Well,
1: I I can say that I've really, like, I don't know. Uh, When we were in Jerome a couple of weeks ago, it was just really crowded and busy and crazy and congested. And so I didn't feel really comfortable going in places. But I really do miss going into that tasting room. Um, And being able to just sit down in the window and have a quiet like Tuesday afternoon or something. That was a good no
0: bullshit tasting room. It was pretty much standing room is like 80% of it. There's like two little sitting spots. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to sit there, you better order fucking a bunch of food and stay a while and spend some fucking money because you're taking up space. First of all, second of all.
1: And if you go into the downtime, you're going to be invited to go and sit in one of those little spaces anyways and, like, offered all of these things that you should order off of the menu anyway and just be taken care of and have really good service and learn a lot about. Actually, I don't know if I mentioned it or not, but uh, it was in the Caduceus tasting room that I first discovered, like, oh, maybe I'm a nerd for wine. This is cool fucking shit. (laughs) This is not just your night harvest liter and a half fucking oh bottle God. that you buy to like get wasted on and like try to be fancy when you're eating an italian dinner at home or something but this is like something to like to taste so many things and to see the differences in them but then that was the very first time that i ever tasted the same wine from one visit to the next and i was like that's a different one that's not the same one yeah no, it's just changed in the bottle in the last month. Get the fuck out of here. Are you kidding me?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: That is so cool. That is so cool. Which is why drinking a 10-year-old bottle of wine is, this is not what this wine tasted like 10 years ago. In fact, this wouldn't have even been released 10 years ago. When do you think this was released?
0: Probably 12. Mm. At least. At least. I, I mean, I would think so. I don't know. I should I shouldn't shouldn't say anything.
1: You've tasted a lot of fresh wine.
0: Yeah, I would say 12. Um, You talking about that, though, just got me thinking about, duh, we spent Christmases at Mm -hmm. Caduceus because they're open all the time. So
1: 365 days a year. We would
0: go up for holidays because we didn't have family out here, and if we weren't out in New York with Lindsay's family or spending time, like, we just went, so I think there was, like, two to three... Two Christmases, at least, I think that we spent.
1: Uh, probably at two Caduceus Christmases. And open and presents.
0: <laughs> and like, so that, that was another Maynard encounter. When we ended up there randomly on New Year's, it snowed. And next thing you know, it's like Abby's behind the bar. And, um, chris and joe from chateau tumbleweed end up showing up and i go in the bathroom to change for some reason because we went hiking in the snow
1: <laughs> that's right had all the dogs Our puppies were exhausted and sleeping in the car it right snowed in front.
0: a shit ton but somehow we make it up the mountain mm-hmm. for i don't know it was just on a whim i'm in the bathroom and then i get a text message that maynard was on his way i'm like what how did you know that i get out and then Lindsay's like no they just said like He's coming here, and sure shit. He's
1: coming here to cook for us. He he <laughs> walks
0: in the door, and it's him, and it's Jen, and she's holding little Laylee, and his son Devo walked in, and he sits back there, and I think he made like um was it butternut or pumpkin? Kind of, I think it was like pumpkin um ravioli. If not, was it was a, it butternut. It might have been
1: pumpkin, yeah. Um,
0: but it was gorgeous, and we got some, we ate it, and he cooked for us, and then he left, and it was awesome, and that was when. You were wearing your poncho, and Jen came up and talked to us, and she's holding the baby, and she's like, oh, is it okay if she touches your oh my shirt God, or whatever? Right, she's really, I like, about into textures and stuff, and she's got to, poncho like...
1: that I talked about uh, over my birthday. Yeah. With. Yeah, it's the same one. <laughs> like, it's been around for a while. Yeah. I forgot that... about that little Laylee wanted to When she like wanted poncho. to touch it, yeah. <laughs> and
0: um, and then we talked to us on, like, Devo for a while, and we... Think that was when you met you? You ate the ravioli, and you're like, "Is there anything you can do?" And he was like, "Breastfeed." Oh.
1: <laughs> so like immediate and appropriate and staccato, <laughs>
0: like it was so funny. <laughs> and um, yeah, that was a really that was a good memory. I forgot about that, but we spent holidays at Caduceus. It was just
1: we opened Christmas presents in that front window. <laughs> yeah,
0: it was. Jerome was so much like home to us it was just like okay well we can't be around family these are people we really like and we're into and they're working so why not go and like and the support what they're doing up there. There's tip a them nip well in your nose,
1: sometimes yeah. some snow
0: I mean it was just nice and so we really appreciate everyone who's worked on a holiday we know what it's like and um has been anyone who's just treated us really well at those tasting rooms were really... I feel
1: like anytime I've been out in a public place over a holiday though that hopefully it's been like a situation where like being there and socializing with some people has been some holiday cheer for that person too yeah I'd hope so mm-hmm.
0: I mean we used to bring people gifts we used to bring up like donuts or things from Phoenix or we'd bring or up wine like...
1: trades or yeah <laughs> things yep. to
0: like yeah we would never came oh, up him. Gosh, we... a lot of love for those guys mm-hmm. You know,
1: I was just talking to my parents over, you know, Thanksgiving, just conversating about food. And my mom went on this like rant against rutabagas. It was really weird. I never have heard her talk about rutabagas ever in her life. (laughs)
0: whoa what happened to her she was just
1: like rutabagas am i right what
0: rutabaga hurt you i
1: don't know i don't know because it was before i was ever around i never grew up on rutabagas you know which speaking of B,
0: Mm. was one of the first veggies we ordered from them and we're like what the fuck this is the most
1: amazing thing i've ever tasted and then wasn't it the first time that charlene did the crossover with welcome chicken and donuts wasn't it a rutabaga filled donut yeah, I think she
0: did that rutabaga. Something right? like that. Yeah. And I oh told my, God, my mom about right. that.
1: And I was like, I know a rutabaga you'd eat.
0: <laughs> me too. Anyways. Um,
1: I thought you were going to high five me right now. Oh, do you want to high five? <laughs> <Hey-o>. Hey, yo. <laughs> Stupid.
0: Um, so, yeah, sorry. Your mom was bitching about rutabagas?
1: Yeah, and then I told her she could get a rutabaga donut and she was confused.
0: Oh, um, I'm not surprised <laughs> that's enough
1: yeah <laughs>
0: right. well um I think we're down to the end of I finished my glass I, well, so you got I have, some
1: I have a little bit more of mine I've been savoring mine a bit more this was really nice though and I really feel like this little tiny little nosh spread has been kind of perfect he's like it was, honey it's, almonds actually really you know all give of it, it tasted little,
0: really well with it the meat the cheese the peppers the hummus that sun dried
1: tomato and aged cheddar though mmm go and get you some
0: Oh yeah, um, honorable mention. Um, uh, we were hanging out the other night and we drank the what two thousand fifteen Grenache. Is that what it was? Oh yeah. The, the wine Bruin
1: Grenache. That was actually that was delicious. That
0: was phenomenal. That was really good. Um, so I mean,
1: I have a confession. Huh. Uh, you know I draw the the wine bottle labels. It's just something that I like to do, right? Yeah. I have never. I'm going I have never
0: drawn a own label because they're already like they're, a lined illustration they're, anyways they're
1: like so like complicated and intricate and I do it on like a smaller scale and it's just like my my pen like freehand and everything but like I feel lame not having done one before you know we don't have any rune bottles in our collection I but... have one in mine I can share okay <laughs> I think I have a
0: wild sarah which is bomb
1: <sighs> what year
0: I don't have to check
1: mm-hmm.
0: what's under the hood <laughs>
1: The old. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that, that probably, I, I feel like, I, I mean, I'm up for a challenge.
0: Oh, all and right, cool.
1: So maybe maybe we go down south next time. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> Carrie, did you Southern hear that? Southern
1: Arizona, I'm talking.
0: <laughs> Don't worry, Lindsay's just been crazy. Um, yeah, always. I'm going to smoke some weed
1: uh yep i got an email that this week that was all like hey don't forget uh you should renew your medical marijuana license in the state of arizona even though rec weed is going to be legal because you'll save on taxes that you have to pay on weed i'm like good point point. I'm, I'm okay with that mm, got my it.
0: back just hurt a little more
1: <laughs> <laughs> i don't mind <laughs> excuse I mean, me I i mean i'm good for like another year and a half anyway more than that oh my goodness
0: all right, well, I think we can wrap this up then. I think that was a good.
1: Yeah, and we got to the end of that bottle. Usually yeah. it like, takes us an hour, but like, damn, we just drank right through this. Usually and I we're, feel more, like... I think we're just, we've had a long week. Long week, and also like, because we watched the Golden State Killer, I'll be gone. I'm in dark fucking story. telling you, that I mean, wore Jesus me out. My face Christ. hurt
0: from fucking crying. And then, yeah, like my fucking chest hurt from all the anxiety and just being like, even though I know everything that happened it they I suck know. you the fuck in and then staying up like and just being like every little noise and be like who's casing my fucking house who's doing this now like it's it was Talk but,
1: about fucking patience Golden State Killer had fucking patience. He knew the ins and outs of everybody. That guy. He like sat in a fucking greenway behind these houses, in alleyways behind houses. He studied what was going on and he knew when things were going to be happening and he chose. He, he sat in still quiet like a fucking jaguar and fucking pounced.
0: Ooh, way to tie in all the subjects tonight. What a tonight.
1: fucking asshole.
0: Anyways, <laughs> things you learned today. National Jaguar Day. Pet a jaguar. Um,
1: <laughs> where am I, murderers where am I a jaguar? are everywhere.
0: <laughs> and um, and fun fact: the Golden State Killer had a small wiener. Oh
1: and yeah, that's, that's like how everybody knew him. Part, that was the consistent report. The best everybody part of the docu series is how many small, mm-hmm.
0: background documents they're showing while people are talking or whatever, and it highlights small penis. One of the police wiener.
1: reports even said that the, that she had been raped, but her hymen wasn't it was still so intact.
0: Like you fucking. Anyways,
1: I mean, so, not that that's a defining yeah, no, characteristic, yeah. but it just for some reason, damn, it's just like a little a twist of that knife, like, oh. like the the you know the fact that he was probably embarrassed about that characteristic of himself. I know that's that why I like, like how they bring it up. One of all the things, the time. like, as soon as they did a strip search on him, they were like, "Yep, tiny penis. Yep, I don't even care him. the DNA. That's so it.
0: So anyway,
1: right.
0: <laughs> so things you like pet a jaguar. Watch for murderers and watch the docuseries, I'll Be Gone in the Dark, available on HBO.
1: And if your boyfriend or husband has a tiny dick, just keep an eye on what he's doing.
0: And a head injury. Things you learn from (laughs) my favorite murder. So listen to my favorite murder.
1: Head head injuries turn into murderers.
0: Drink um, Arizona wine. Um, And if you're aging wine, I'd say um, Arizona Reds you can probably do for like 10 to 12 years. Um
1: I would say eight to eight to ten is probably like perfect drinking. Like I feel like this is I and we've said it before. It's a good thing we decided to start this podcast because these wines might have turned to vinegar if we just let them. Yeah. So not really. I say my numbers and then Lindsay says Lindsay says her numbers.
0: I hope this thing's been recorded. Whatever
1: that. Lindsay says.
0: listen to lindsay fuck whatever
1: he says we're gonna have a whisper fight i'm gonna whisper so fucking hard you'd have no fucking idea everybody fucking i want you to listen whisper. to my secret podcast next time no this um, is my i'm not gonna this be is on my, this one i'm gonna sh- let you talk whatever shit sh- they want to talk secrets out secrets <laughs> out secrets out your podcast sucks so
0: all right anyways fun with that <laughs> <laughs> Just,
1: uh um, I mean, we're we're on a cliffhanger. Like, are we yeah. going to be together next time or not?
0: <laughs> are we going to be friends? Uh, who knows? Uh, check in next week. Yeah, um, yeah. Maybe
1: we'll get more into that.
0: Yeah, mm. sure. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, whatever. Follow us on Instagram. We're at Endless Nameless Podcast.
1: If you have any questions or relationship advice that you would like for us. <laughs>
0: advice or questions we can answer some questions we are
1: not experts but if you just want to listen to what we might say about something um please ask us questions or
0: just save them for we'll save them for when hot mess comes on i'm sure she's got a mouthful of shit to tell you about things going on in your life so listen hot
1: mess is just going to sit in a corner in my rainbow poncho and say here's the thing no she's like like, that's like she's like miss
0: cleo of albuquerque (laughs) miss
1: (laughs) cleo (laughs) of albuquerque Anyways, on that note, on that, yeah, I guess on that <clears> note, <throat> note,
0: let's get out of here.
1: Uh, yeah, we're getting out of here. All right. Thank so, you for joining us, and thank you for Naglal de la Paciencia. I yeah. think that I'm going to shapeshift into a Jaguar and just sit and Yeah,
0: wait. thanks Menard James Canan for making such great wine for us to enjoy. Um, it's been a trip. Yeah, for real. All right, thank you Cheers. guys. Cheers. Take care. Bye.